0: Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous.
1: Hey, welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast. This is Gene Jennings with my buddy Chuck Gordon. Chuck, how you doing today, buddy? We're here, man. It's almost Good.
0: Christmas time. Yes, sir. I don't yes, know that sir. we're supposed to say that because this might play later but no we're gonna whatever. play this this will play before christmas it's, it's always before christmas so i guess it's this is this true it's true. true so yeah yeah so are you ready <laughs>
1: we're not ready i haven't even been up the attic yet
0: our stuff's still in the attic <laughs> I guess, do you, yeah. Do you do a, uh, what is it, Chevy Chase thing like Christmas vacation? And, oh, go no. up in the attic and fall through the. Oh, that.
1: <laughs> no. Dress up. I'm not quite all... that clumsy. I thought you meant, did we do the lights and everything like Chevy Chase? Oh, like, hey, Archer, not... what's the name? Uh, Griswold. Griswold. Yeah. No, we don't do that. So we barely get a wreath on the door. <laughs> we were going through the neighborhood the other night and all of our neighbors got their old houses lit up and pretty and our house is just kind of dark. <laughs> I bet our neighbors think we're atheists or something. So
0: let them think it's, that. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind it's of not crazy. about decorations. It's about Jesus. I hear you. <laughs> yes, it's been funny driving with our neighborhood. I tell you, some people in our neighborhood go full tilt at Halloween, but all of a sudden at Christmas, like, yeah, put a <laughs> wreath on the door. And it's like, okay, this is just warped. But anyway, I know it's the South. It's uh, Oh, goodness. So, so um, what are we talking about, man? Well, uh,
1: you said you wanted to continue our conversation from last time, navigating conflicts. We're going to call this navigating conflict part two. I really don't want to do it. To be honest with you, I'm I a little know, conflicted man. about it. I feel like we said enough last week. Well, but you're the boss. That's
0: because you're you're avoiding conflict, Gene. That's, I am. that's the bottom line. I don't like so. conflict. <laughs> don't. But, but from the incredible feedback we got on, <laughs> <laughs> Did we?
1: I heard about it. It was incredible, <laughs> the feedback that we got from last week's episode. It, it, it's, it just continues to come in. It's it, like it does. Yeah, the mailman's exhausted from bringing the mail in to the
0: postdoc to our
1: uh, to our Connect Hope Studios. <laughs>
0: Well, Gene, I feel like right now we're kicking a horse that is laying on the ground dead, and it's been there. I think it's probably best we move on. So, <laughs> so talking about communication, I guess is, is really when we're talking about, you know, we talked about multiple issues, talking about resolving conflict and, and let's go ahead and be real. We were, uh, addressing issues that are on kind of a church or ministry or even a, a work level, but, but at the same time, everything came back to, uh, what revolves at home, what happens at home, and so it really, I guess, when we're we're navigating conflict, almost looking at it at a personal level, but expand expanding it into a macro level, you know, larger. Um, you know, we we're kind of focusing on the the micro of uh, what happens in our home. At the same time, everything we're talking about really applies on a larger scale. That's
1: right. That's right. So, um, and communication at core, of course, is the core of it all.
0: Right. Definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> it, it, any type of situation more than likely uh, when there is is conflict that's arisen the majority of time communication has broken down somewhere Mm. and um, so it's a matter of just attacking it on the on the front end so one of the things that I, i meet with a lot of couples and have over the years and done a lot of premarital counseling And all the stuff I talk about, it's kind of funny because the stuff I talk about, it's easy to talk about with people and say, Hey, this is what you should do. But applying it, that's a whole game. It's easy for me to diagnose or or whatever and sit and listen to somebody. And I can hear where things are breaking down. But when it's between my wife and I, or a a relationship that I'm navigating, that there's conflict, uh, it's easy to be blind uh, to our own issues. Oh yeah. No doubt
1: about it. Well, that's why I'm That's actually just that here. That's nature, right?
0: This is a, actually to confront you on some issues, Gene, that, that you're being blind to. Are you that, kidding?
1: No? <laughs> really? This has
0: been a <laughs> setup? <kidding>. Oh, intervention. <laughs> go ahead and staff if y'all want to go ahead and come on in. No.
1: <laughs> well, it's that sinful nature, right? Our sinful nature makes us very selfish, yep. self-centered. And so even, you know, obviously in conflict, we probably become more self-centered. Yeah. You know, because we think we're right or we want to get in our way or, you know, whatever yep. happens. The situation happens to be, you know, we will we want what we want, yeah, and sometimes we don't always get that, and that's part of what we're going to talk about today with resolving conflict and navigating conflict. Sometimes there's compromise, yeah, right? We had to kind of meet halfway,
0: that's um, yeah, huge uh, compromise. But really, when, when I meet with, and again, everything I feel like we're taking on a micro level and, and expressive macro, when I meet with couples, one of the things we talk about on the front end is creating a wish list each each person if they're as they're navigating conflict develop okay what is it the desired outcome here what what are you wanting more of what are you wanting less of when when you're frustrated with that person that situation um and I encourage individuals couples to individually come up with what's their wish list what are, what are they wanting more from the other spouse of or less of so they can talk about it because a lot of times i mean if, if you just you and i just come into a conflict situation and just throw out we're, we're hot we're frustrated, whatever else, and we don't know what we're really wanting, Right, it, it, we're not going to get anywhere. There's no resolve. And so it's important on the front end to set a wish list. Now, we do have the danger of what you just addressed being just selfish. Right. Well, I want more of this. That's right. We're just being selfish. But um, it also can help us refine and de- determine, okay, I really am being selfish. So sometimes developing that wish list can, can open someone's eyes to just how stinking selfish we are.
1: What do you do if the wish is kind of don't match up or they're just different and they're hard to compromise because one wants to go one way and one wants to go the other way and it's just not even possible for those to merge together does that makes sense
0: yeah it does just you tell the other person they are wrong ah. in the <laughs> no. podcast that's, exactly <laughs> thanks for joining us Dude, that's <laughs> drive safely. end of day yeah. <laughs> the uh no that that's huge it, it really, this is a tough one, and and I know when you when we were talking, you brought this up, but, but um you know in a marriage you, you really have a choice of, uh, you've got to learn to compromise and and uh, pray about it together, and you've got to work it out. You've got to you because you don't want to just sit there and and both be uh, angry at each other and, and resentful, um, but you want to walk through it and figure it out. But when it's involving a ministry or work situation uh, compromise sometimes can happen. Sometimes it's going to mean you just got to agree to disagree, but whoever, you know, is in the lead, the other person has to be willing to follow, Otherwise, y'all have got to part your ways in peace. Yeah. And I, and I, I emphasize that. And I, I've seen too many situations have been a part of this situations where people part their ways, but they're firing guns as they're leaving <laughs> and, and posting on social media. And it's just like, seriously, you know, how is this honoring God? Right. And um, so try to honor each other. And uh, anyway, that's huge.
1: Yeah. So, so and w- another thing that we, um, I guess we should talk about or, or mention is, you know, we're using... Of the example of a, of a couple, a married couple. Um, but again, this is for co-workers, this is for, you know, those out in the workforce, church staff, um, family, you know, relationships. Um, what do you do if it's a group of people and not just an individual you have conflict with?
0: Oh man, that's that's huge. Um and I'm thinking have...
1: of, I'm thinking of a, coming from a pastor's point of view and I know a lot of our audience are church leaders You know, you and I have both heard terrible stories of church fights and bickering and uh, you sit on the left side of the aisle if you agree with the pastor and you sit on the right side of the aisle if you want the pastor to leave, you know, nasty stories. But uh, those involving uh, groups of people and not just individuals. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a, it may be a whole nother podcast because it's, that's Mm. huge, but it really boils down to, are we going to come out of this honoring God? Are we going to come out of this getting my way? Mm. And, and it really has to be, I've seen some groups of people come together and just spiritually just, uh, it's been incredible to see God honored because they come, even sometimes I've seen a lot of tension, but people coming together going, let's pray this through. Let's see God honored. Uh, but if either side is coming at it with just selfish intent, right, um, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. And it's not so, just
1: churches. I know of businessmen and women in yeah. businesses that have split up or people mm-hmm. getting yeah. fired or a group leaving yeah. a business and starting another business because they yeah. didn't like the way the original business was going. Yeah. So again, this isn't just a church problem. This is a people problem, yeah. right? Like it we is. said last week. Oh man. If you're breathing, you're gonna mm-hmm. go
0: through conflict. Yeah. And and you know, being real. You know, I've been through through it from that vantage point. And uh, I, I know that what our, our listeners know, you can only be responsible for yourself. You mm-hmm. can't make the other person respond the way you want them to. And there have been times I've come out of situations that I knew that, man, the Holy Spirit was my strength and I came out of it. And I know that I honored God, in it, even though the other party was angry, hot, whatever else. But there are also times I've come out of it going, I blew it. Mm-hmm. i really didn't have a good attitude and and i was the one at fault and you know and uh sometimes i've owned it right there sometimes i've come back and just realized man i just uh, i need to you know i did not bring uh a godly spirit to the table right. and so um it, it really has got to be you know god intervening but you and i are responsible for our attitudes and that we're honoring god with it regardless what the other person's doing right so anyway but I, I would I would say that kind of goes with um, just with creating that wish list kind of a next step is uh, you know assertiveness and this is assertive communication and it's not telling you know the other person what to do mm-hmm. like like you do me all the time but no it's <laughs> no it's it's uh it's I told you that, not to say that on exactly <laughs> it's um uh, it's using I statements and this is one again uh, I' pulling a lot from premarital counseling and when I meet with couples and individuals in counseling period, but, um, using I statements, I would like, I feel like, et cetera, I statements are explaining where you're coming from the basis of, you know, uh, what you're struggling with. Whereas you statements, if you come off saying, well, you did this, mm-hmm. you as accusatory and the other person immediately puts them on the defense. Right. So I just encourage, uh, you know, listeners, if you're walking through conflict to, to figure out what the, that wish list is, what you're wanting more or less of, but using I statements and this is where I'm struggling. This is what I feel is going on. This is what I would like to see. And, and again, got to be careful not to be selfish with it, but it's just being real. And it helps you define who you are. And the other person really can't deny if you feel a certain way, they can't deny, well, you don't really feel that way. It's like, no, I do feel this way. Right. But if we start throwing around you statements, immediately you're putting up barriers. Mm. Um,
1: and you're pointing fingers, right? Exactly. Pointing your finger.
0: Yeah. Anytime, yeah, I've, I've heard a, had a seminary professor, and I've seen it hurt so many times you point a finger. That means you got you know, if you're holding up your hand, pointing a finger, you've got three fingers pointing back. at you. Right. Um, and so um, but assertiveness and it that leads into active, active listening. Uh, when the other person is speaking, uh, an expression that, you know, again, I got this in seminary when I was going through counseling classes. Basically, what I hear you saying is mm. and when when that other person says something before you and I use or have the opportunity to speak back to them we make sure that we are listening right and so we come back we don't just parrot Well, what i hear you saying is you hate my gut no don't (laughs) yeah we don't do that but what i hear you saying is and you you give understanding that uh of what that person is saying um and and that will be a part of man deflating the argument deflating the conflict um for that person to understand or to grasp that you do have some understanding
1: right and that you're listening, yeah. You know, that you're, you're paying attention, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it's I think what you were saying. Uh, I think you you had the expression of help me understand, right? What, yeah, and um, that makes a huge difference. It, uh, but use that when that person says you know they're expressing the I statements. Um, we often tend where most conflict can can actually perpetuate continue is instead of doing active listening. What I hear you saying is we're already formulating oh, our yeah. argument in our oh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. preparing. It's like, well, no, you didn't. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and that only makes it worse.
1: Yeah. We're not listening. We're reloading.
0: Oh yeah. We yeah. put, put more barrel, bullets in the barrel. <laughs> um, but it's, it's one of those again, uh, in the chamber that is, but it, when we practice active listening, it's, it's incredible, uh, how that can deflate uh, conflict. It mm-hmm. can, it can take it down. And, and, but it also requires the other person, uh, when you say what I hear you saying is, and either they agree, yes, that's exactly right, or no. But what I mean is this, and they don't get angry at the person right. that's actively listening, but they try to help them understand. Right. If you have two people wanting to do that, it, it will cause conflict to deflate quickly. Mm. Um, but you both have to be understanding. But anyway. Yeah,
1: good. Um, how about, uh, is there any scripture on your
0: mind? Yeah, man, I, I know. You think there, of? What do you think of conflict? There are different passages that, that uh, have come to mind just uh, multiple times. Uh, when it comes to conflict, I see you know uh, Psalm 19. May these words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord. You know, just again, uh, it's crazy when our words come out, uh, especially mm-hmm. in conflict. Are, are these words are these pleasing to God? Yeah. And, um, and I know we don't want to actually listen to God's word when we're in arguments because <laughs> we don't want to have have to be convicted. Right. But um, uh, Proverbs 17. You know, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. And whoever uh, has understanding is even-tempered. Um, man, that's hugely convicting to me. I don't know yeah. about you. Um, any any words that, man, from God's word that stand out to you, anything that uh, um, passages, I know I got another one, man, that sticks yeah. out. Yeah,
1: you know, last week um, you mentioned Matthew 7. Yep. Uh, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Um, you know, again, that's a natural response. I think it goes back to that sinful nature of things, selfish living, oh, yeah. self-centered living yeah. that I mentioned earlier. Um, we're always going to see, uh, we're always, just, I think, I guess we're just naturally judgmental, aren't oh, yeah. we? Yeah. We're just naturally judgmental and I'm always, always going to see what your problem is and not realize my problem's a whole lot bigger yeah. than your problem.
0: No doubt. I think one time I remember being in a conflict situation and it was just kind of so off the wall, crazy. And, and I think I just I wanted to get through it, but I felt like I had to do something goofy. And I literally there was a two before laying there, and I picked it up and I I held it to the side of my head and I said and I looked at the other person and I said, "Listen, we need to talk about your issues." And and, and <laughs> you know, just being goofy, but uh, but it broke broke the tension mm-hmm. and and we're able to navigate. But it's, some of us, uh, it, it can be so easy to point out other person other people's issues and we don't really even see our own. I I love Proverbs 17, 28. It's a a favorite. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongue. So even if uh, you may seem foolish and and act foolish, but man, sometimes we just hold our tongue uh, and we we listen. Hmm. It's amazing how we can navigate through conflict. And um, the other person doesn't look at us as a fool. Right. Well, man. That's know, why
1: that's why I let you do most of the talking on the exactly. podcast. <laughs> Thank you very I much. I stay silent.
0: Thank
1: you. <laughs> Not to show my foolishness. I
0: knew, I knew there was something there. Even um, fools
1: are thought wise if they keep <clears throat> silent. Yep. Yep.
0: Well, it, and it, another one, I was just going back. I was even thinking with active listening. <laughs> don't, even, don't even, I'm going to get you later, man. But anyway, <laughs> think of active listening and I was saying, uh, we often are preparing our argument while the other person's talking, not really listening. Mm. Proverbs 18, 13 even addresses that, says to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. Oh. And, and I love it. It was just basically saying, if you're preparing your argument before the other person even finishes, dude, you know, put your face in this you know, slap <laughs> motion. You're being a fool. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, but with that, um, some of us, we need to recognize when we're in the middle of conflict, and this can be, in a marriage relationship, in a relationship, it can be at the workplace. Some of us may need to recognize we need a time, uh, time for a timeout. Um, and you no, know, I'm not going. Some of you are like, that's not discipline. They need to spend whatever. <laughs> no. Um, and this is not for you and I to point to the other person and tell them they need a timeout because that's a whole another level of conflict you right. can start. Um, but it's it's you and I when we're in conflict. Sometimes we need to step back and go. I need to time out to process this. And, um, but when we do that, what's so vital is that if we, if we define, I'm going to put a pause on this argument right now, I'm going to put a pause on this discussion, um, because we need to time out, we need to go ahead and follow through and set up, but let's continue talking about this tomorrow at Uh, 8am or let's talk about this tonight at 6pm. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Um, because if we don't, a lot of times conflict is a result of people sweeping things under the rug and never, never attacking it again. Yeah, that's good. Um,
1: kind of like, you know, cool your jets a little bit, debrief yourself a little bit, and then get back together Yeah, at an at a, at a, uh, agreed upon time in the future to say, okay, let's get back together. We're going to continue down this road and try to navigate yeah. through this. That's good.
0: And it's, it's it's one of those that uh, I, I know that I've done, even in, in marriage, sometimes um, I can go from the vantage point of, I put it I put it off or I put it, hey, we'll talk about it later, Da and I'm feeling better about it, but my my spouse, my bride needs to resolve on it too. So I need to bring it back up. And mm-hmm. it's easy for some of us. We don't want to readdress the conflict, but we got to step back into it. Otherwise, it's just going to be conflict down the road. And That's it right. It's going to get bigger. Um, and that person, that whether it's spouse or coworker, mm. employee, employer, uh, they're going to recognize they can't trust us because if, if we're not going to readdress it, then it means that we're we're just trying to sweep it under the rug. Well, also
1: stepping away from it, um, you know, for a time it gives you time to, to pray, exactly. to relax, to calm down a little bit. You got it. Uh, to just kind of um, um, debrief yourself, yeah. like I said earlier, to kind of do an interior, or in, a mental debrief, I guess, and and, uh, just gives you time to breathe a little bit and yep. prepare for that, um, second conversation yeah. or whatever the, the next conversation is to try to resolve everything.
0: Oh, I hear you, man. Mm-hmm. Well, one, when you're having that time, uh, it, and uh, I, I see this is, is huge is you're, you're having that time to, to pull back, uh, your time out. Um, and it's one of those that it kind of goes with that first, first thing of creating wish lists. part of it's defining the problem. And it is defining it individually, but also when you get back together, I, I, I encourage those listeners who are navigating conflict to brainstorm what is the real issue and what are solutions to it. Um, and there usually is not just one solution, usually, there are multiple solutions, um, but it has to be solutions that, that both parties are willing to work at, whether it's spouse or whether it's coworker. Um, and with that, agree on that solution. And um, sometimes that even means kind of asking, that person, when you're walking through it, you, you are bringing about resolve. Uh, asking, you know, basically be like me going, okay, Gene, we talked about this, but I want to ask you, what do you hear me saying? Um, because I want to make sure when we leave, walk out the door, mm. that we are on the same page. Um, because if you come back and you say something snippy at me, okay, we right. have, there's still conflict and you're bitter, or you're right. upset. Or if you say something totally different and I've, I've walked out of situations thinking we're on the same page and I find out 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from "Well, such as I said, you did this. it's like, no, 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 no. no. We, we agreed on this. Yeah.
1: Been there, done that.
0: Um, So, and I, I thought I was clear, Yeah, um, but apparently I was clear as mud. Yeah. And um, that's the last thing I want to do. So, um, and it goes back to that thing we talked about last week, making the, the conflict, the target, Mm. making the issue, the target, um, and that, Again, we want a solution to resolve that, not attacking each other. right. That was good.
1: So, that was a good good word last week. But right. if you didn't hear last well, week, we encourage you to listen to navigating conflict part one. Definitely. definitely. And we are wrapping up navigating conflict part two today. Well, um, Anything else Yeah on your mind?
0: it kind of kind of hit on all those other elements with conflict, yeah. but some uh, when we resume, again, with seek resolve, that's that's huge. One of the things that that we may need to do, at bottom line is, we may to be we may need to come to the humble point of recognizing we've got to ask forgiveness mm. because often when we're approaching conflict, we're looking at, and we joked about last week, we have an argument in our mind, yeah, and we are we think how the other person's going to respond, and they're going to always recognize that we're right, right. and we're brilliant right. that kind of stuff. Of but it never happens that way. <laughs> but but with it. Uh, approaching conflict from a vantage point of God, is there anything in me that's wicked? Am, am I at fault here? I, I go back to a, one of my favorite stories. It's probably, it's kind of a joke in our family, but I remember Jen and I one time had this this issue. I do not have a clue what the argument was about. I just know we were at my in-law's house. I think it was at Christmas time. Um, and they have an upstairs. It's where you know, Jen grew up. And and we had this argument. And um, I just remember uh, just we did not have we had an impasse and i was just so upset and she was upset and i remember going fine and she said (laughs) fine and I said, and this is again, this is how twisted it was. <laughs> I said, I'm going upstairs and have a God time, you know, basically a quiet time. Yeah. It's like, how spiritual? How, what a spiritual <laughs> jerk, you know? <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs and have a God time. Well, I went upstairs and um, I had determined I was going to have a God time. And I was angry and it was so stupid. But anyway, I just remember looking back and we were newly married or whatever. I remember opening up my Bible and literally, and I don't do just open up the Bible, usually yeah. I'm studying through books or whatever else, but right. my Bible open to Philippians two, three through five. And this Uh-oh. is what I read literally to this day. I remember this. This is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not only looking to your, to your own interests, but to each of other use me. I, know, I can't even talk <laughs> now, but you each look to the interests of others in your relationships your attitude should be the same as that of christ yeah. jesus i just remember reading that and just and just kind of <laughs> looking and going god seriously seriously and i, I was not happy with god That you know i was i was not happy with the mm. holy spirit for convicting and uh, eventually when i got my uh, humility kind of scraped it off the floor <laughs> um i went back downstairs and apologized to jen and just said you know i i am in the wrong i am so sorry uh, she didn't forgive me. But no, no, she she, <laughs> no, she forgave me. But um, it's one after of those after months of therapy. Exactly, exactly. After months, but it's 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 one of those that um uh we you know that was is, was a marker in our lives. And I just God brings that verse to mind often because I think of how selfish I am. Hmm. And sometimes the resolving conflict, we have just got to go back to the basis basics of: Am I at fault? Just and have to look I, in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do I need to ask forgiveness? So, That's right. Anyway. Well, hopefully some of this maybe spoke to where some of our listeners are, whether it's at home in your relationships or whether it's the workplace or ministry. Um, and God gives you a strength and wisdom discernment to navigate further. Hmm. So
1: hope so. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You want to give us some more information about yeah. Connect Hope? Connect,
0: Connect Hope. Yeah. Please check out our website at connecthope.org. I uh, know that man, I would absolutely love if there's any way I can serve you minister, be a part of your life, whether it's, again, with uh, meeting with with couples or individuals or or with churches. I know I've actually met with uh, different churches navigating conflict. And and uh, sometimes it's just on a personal level uh, for pastors, leaders, just to be able to figure out somebody from the outside perspective. Absolutely love doing that. And uh, not again, that I've got the solution, but sometimes just eyes and and ears and prayers from the outside. Um, I love having that opportunity and want to be there to see God honored gotta you know work mightily in in each ministry in each uh work situation so um, they can reach me at at chuck g connect org. that's c-h-u-c-k-g at dot o -O r g, and um I'd absolutely love to hear from them but thanks so much Gene yeah so I sounds uh, good like you even though we've been at conflict all this time so
1: Well, hopefully uh, by the next podcast, I can tell you that I have our Christmas tree up.
0: That's That would be great. We'll
1: see. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Connect Dope Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.